0: Welcome back. It's a Breakfast Club for a Thursday. Maine's Big Z, 105.5 when you're in L.A., 92.7 when you're not. Always online, mainsbigz.com. It is that time again. And we are already—we're already at the halfway point of the high school football season. Lee Goldberg from WCSH six joins us now. Of course, you can catch the fifth quarter every Friday night, right uh, during the uh, high, the uh, late night broadcast, the eleven o'clock news, uh, starting around eleven at fifteen on that Friday nights. The fifth quarter, often imitated, never duplicated, always anticipated. Good morning, Lee. How are you?
1: Man, that was really good. We got to get you on the show, man. You got the uh, you got the tagline down. I think it's time to
0: get you on there. I I would. I am I am available. Call my agent and we'll we'll make it happen. So that's fine. Yeah. And by my agent, I mean just text me. I mean that's really. Yeah, we
1: definitely. We definitely cannot afford
0: you. I, I, you know, I might waive my normal fee because you know it, it's. I do what I can in, in in these situations. So you guys had a uh, an, another good game uh, last week uh, between uh, Falmouth and Bitterford, and there was all sorts of good action happening last week as well.
1: Yeah, there were. I mean, it was like it was fantastic finish Friday. I mean, uh, you had that Bitterford Falmouth game that literally came down to a a fourth down fourth and goal from the five. I think it was a stop for Bitterford and. Uh, and then they were about to give the ball back to Falmouth because they were going to punt, and Brian Kurek, uh, as, uh, as Biddeford teams always seems to do, uh, reaches into the bag of tricks and calls a fake punt. Uh, I mean, who does that? I mean, that's, you know, with the game on the line and a two-point lead, and he would have given the ball over deep in his own territory, but uh, if, it, if it had not been successful, but the fake punt worked, and just a great gutsy call, and, you know, Biddeford goes on to win, and uh, obviously um, a last-second touchdown for Edward Little, literally a Hail Mary at the buzzer to beat Oxford Hills, and yeah, uh, Winthrop scored with uh, 15 seconds left in their big showdown that they had um, with Go last week, so we had a lot of games that were decided in the last, you know, 10, 15 seconds, and that EL Oxford Hills is the actual last second of the game, so it was a great, it was a great week that was, and now, uh, as you mentioned, we're already on to week four, and... You know, I'm no mathematician, but uh, an eight week regular season makes week four the halfway point. So it's it's unbelievable that we're
0: already here. We are already here. Of course, I got to see Portland Wyndham last week, and Portland really toughed it out. Wyndham got back into it, but Portland made all the plays when needed to hold the Eagles off. So it continues to be a an interesting year for Maine high school football. Let's jump right into the top ten, Lee. Who we got at number ten?
1: Yeah, I can't at number ten. Uh, Aaron Filio's kids are three and zero. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Wells this year, and rightfully so, but Cape Elizabeth, if you will, is a quiet uh, 3-0, and but they've dominated everybody uh, they've played so far. Uh, they're hoping it's Freeport Friday night, so uh, no reason to believe they won't roll it a 4-0. And really just kind of looking ahead on the schedule to when Cape and Wells meet. Um, that'll be a big regular season showdown, and I'd be shocked if that's not your Western Maine or whatever it is now, Southern Maine, final. Uh, as well, uh, once we get to that point of the season. Speaking of Wells, uh, they're at number nine. Tim Roach's kids, my pick to uh, win states this year in Class C. Um, they've got a home game against Mountain Valley on uh, Friday night. They have dominated everybody they've played so far. Wells has, and uh, Mountain Valley's not bad this year. I mean, and, and I guess it's relative. Um, they're not like obviously Mountain Valley was back when they were in the states every year, but they're also not winless and and not scoring points in games, so they're somewhere in the middle, um, but they will certainly be tested on Friday by Wells. You mentioned the Portland Bulldogs, that's a great win for Jimmy Hartman's kids, Uh, they lost that tough opener to Scarborough, I had a nice easy win in week two, and then last week was supposed to kind of be their litmus test to see how good they are, and I guess a pretty good Wyndham team, and they went to Wyndham, Uh, they got a huge lead, and were able to hang on late, Uh, they did obviously, they suffered an injury, a key injury in that game. Uh, to their uh, starting running back. I don't know how long he's out for, but uh, that was a good win for uh, Coach Hartman's kids. and So they're in the poll um, this week at uh, number eight. Scott Egan, undefeated, number seven. They have dominated uh, Northern Maine, Class B, uh, more than any other team uh, in that half of the state, uh, with the exception of Brunswick and with the exception of Brewer. And as luck would have it, Brewer is the sixth-ranked team in our poll, and Scott Egan and Brewer will play each other on Friday night at Doyle Field in Brewer. So that is going to be uh, for a Week Four matchup. That's the one that jumps off the page. Two three and O's. They both are over a hundred points scored this year, and they both have given up twenty something points or less. So they have really have been very one-sided affairs so far for the two of them, and they'll play each other on Friday. That's going to be the game to look out for. Scarborough is uh, two and one. They're in at fifth. Um, that win over Portland in uh, week one has kind of kept them ahead of the Bulldogs as far as our voters are concerned. Um, and the only loss for Scarborough was to Bunny Eagle, and uh, Scarborough has a great game this week against a really good Sanford team. Sanford has uh, been kind of sneaking up on people as far as uh, their turn one as well, and uh, that's going to be a great game down at Cobb Stadium. And I mentioned this on the news last night, Maddie, but... Sanford's got the best popcorn in the state. So, uh, if you're going to go to that game, hit the snack shack, grab some popcorn, and if you got a minute, get some for me, too. Uh, because that's that, that's just my favorite uh, snack of the night right down there in, in Sanford. So.
0: They also have very good ice cream in those snack shacks as well. I just uh, want to point that well, out. Oh, well,
1: we all know where that comes from.
0: Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Shane Train. Yes, we got indeed. The
1: Shane Train, baby. Yeah, uh, Mr. Shane's awesome, and his ice cream's awesome, too. So, Game was plugged, but I love his ice cream. So, um, so that's our game of the week. We're going to show that game, uh, Scarborough and uh, Sanford, on Friday night on uh, the uh, websites of the News Center Network. John Wolfgram once again on the call, color commentary. By the way, I thought again he did a great job. So. It'd be fun to listen to a coach again.
0: It's like he knows the game of football or something, Larry. Yeah, he really does.
1: He's a plug and play. We call him. He shows up with the headphones on and go. There's really no preparation, ready for that guy. Not needed. I mean, he does prep, but he doesn't have to. He just shows up and he's he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, In fourth place, it's uh, those different Tigers that we talked about. Um, You know, three and zero, huge win for them. Statement where they really believe in themselves right now. Uh, that's the team that I picked uh, before the season to win the state championships in Class B, and you know we're a long way from that. But um, they have certainly proven, at least, that you know that they're back and, and they're going to be as tough as anybody to beat in Southern Maine Class B. They've got a pretty tough game. They go to um, Westbrook on Saturday. It's a Saturday game, and Westbrook's been pretty good. I mean, they had that kind of hiccup against uh, Falmouth where they got taken care of pretty good, uh, but they they beat Marshwood. Westbrook did, and they were two and one and so they're they're a team that they, that could give for at least a little bit of a trouble. Uh, in third place it's the Brunswick Dragons. Uh, kind of talked about them a little bit earlier when I was talking about Bruins and, Scar- uh, and Scott Egan. Um, Northern Maine Class B. You know those are the three those are the three three and O teams. Uh, and Brunswick um, I think mean, plays Messolansky this week on the road in Oakland, and uh, that'll be a hard game um, for the Dragons. But you know no one's really slowed them down yet. So until somebody does, I think that's still the team we're talking about is the one that's that's going to be battling for that uh, Northern Maine Class B crowd. Second place goes to Buddy Eagle. Uh, Scots uh, are still undefeated at 3-0. Uh, they will head to Massabesic on Friday night. And with all due respect to the fans down at Rocko Field, uh Buddy Eagle will go to 4-0. And number one, uh, Thornton Academy. And uh, I watched them in person for the first time this year. Uh, last week when they hosted Deering, and I mean, they're they're big, they're fast, they're uh, they're extremely athletic. They have a lot of sophomores on that team that contribute. Um, I mean, so they are they are already built. Uh, they've got three or four key sophomores that, that get significant playing time, which is scary. That for the next two years after this year, they're still going to have some really really good kids in that program. Kevin Kuehl's just got a machine going on down there right now. Um, Deering hung with them a lot more than I, than I thought they would. I really thought it was going to be a really one-sided. I think it would be 65 nothing, like it was against Severus for Thornton Academy the week before. But I didn't think that Deering would be able to hang with them. It was 12-7, um, heading into halftime. Um, so Deering was right there. Uh, and then the second half kind of got away from him. And you can't make mistakes, that's the thing, uh, against Thornton Academy, because they will kill you if you do him. And it ended up being a one-sided score, but. Deering did at least uh, poke a few holes in TA. So now TA's got Wyndham this uh, Saturday, which will be a, a tough game for you know for TA and Wyndham's coming off that loss and they're two and one and TA's three and zero oh, and so Matty Perkins knows how to play Thornton Academy. Gosh, those two teams have certainly had a lot of battles against each other in recent years. So that should be a good one well Saturday afternoon um, down in Saco. And uh, Thornton Academy is uh, still our unanimous number one, uh, getting all ten first place votes and uh, 100 total points, and they're still the team to beat until somebody says that they're not.
0: They absolutely are, of course, uh, on the stations here on Saturday night. Rare Friday night off for us. We'll have a Saturday night game, Oxford Hills at Portland. You'll be able to watch that at mbr dot org, and you can hear it right here on Maine's Big Z 92.7 two seven Saturday night. Saturday, not Friday. Saturday. So you can put all of your focus, you know, video wise, on Lee's game on 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 Friday night.
1: So there's a lot of Saturday games this week, and I, and I was really worried for a second. I didn't know if it was uh, the Jewish holiday was coming up, and I needed to be in Temple, but that's not until October. So I'm not sure this is why, why there are so many Saturday games this weekend, but uh, there are. So um, it's, it's uh, you know maybe six or seven, and it's kind of a, the key teams we watch out for, too. So teams that have lights but are not playing Friday, they're playing Saturday. So I don't really know what the reasoning is behind all those games, but whatever, we'll split up our weekend. We'll do some Friday, some Saturday.
0: So the way I look at it is, there's just that helps equal out the coverage so that there are folks available for Saturday night's game and everything else. I actually am a proponent of more Saturday night games. I think it should be like Monday night football, but everybody side eyes me when I do that. So it's not my weekend. I guess I'm messing up for folks. So you know, that's yeah. What I'm I going
1: was to. gonna say, don't, don't even suggest that. Fridays is fine with me. I'm not working. <laughs> on, I don't want to work any more Saturdays than I have to already.
0: Well, Johnny Mailer could do it on Saturdays. That would be fine. You could call nah, it the Saturday he, Night he, Special or something.
1: He, he buys all his hair gel on Saturdays. That's hair gel day. I
0: could see where that would be a little bit of a, a tie-down for him. I, I yeah. could see where that would tie him up. Yeah, L- I
1: obviously don't have that problem. So.
0: <laughs> Lee Goldberg from WCSH 6. Catch a fifth quarter on Friday nights on Channel 6. Eleven fifteen is when that starts, and you'll get caught up on everything. Goldie, thank you very much. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Look forward to it. Thank you.